Hello, welcome to the West Side Podcast. This is where we'll post some of our audio from our sermons on Sunday, and we're so glad that you're here. Westside's vision is to reconcile people to God through the grace of Jesus step by step. We hope you enjoy and thanks for tuning in. Consistency. Mm. Consistency. We're in the middle of this series, uh, Mission and Vision. What are we about as West Side in the first Sunday of uh, the year, the month, we looked at 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 to kind of rehash some stuff from the September message and just make sure that we're on the same page, that this is about uh, the power of God being uh, at work among us. It's about him getting the glory. It's about him. It's us moving towards God. This is not about us being great and therefore God called us. It's a, God is great and was gracious enough to call us. And we would just always want to start at that uh, foundation piece. Um, second week was Ice Apocalypse. Third week was, well, was, was, third week of January was our second week of this series. We looked at calling last week. What are we called to do? And called to, more importantly, what are, who are we called to be? Uh, and over these next few weeks, we're going to um, fill out that vision of what I feel like. It's interesting thinking about a, a mission and a vision for a church in general. For me, this is a deeply personal thing. And it's a lot of it is like this is the way that God has shaped me and the way that I believe that he's calling us to be as a community. So I know that this is just like coming out of my own just kind of journey and, and life. So we talked about calling last week. And for the next three weeks, we're going to talk about consistency today. Next week, we're going to talk about courage. And the week after that, we're going to talk about curiosity. Um, consistency today, though. Consistency is, is the foundation for basically every worthwhile and meaningful aspect of life. <laughs> you know, There are flash-in-the-pan successes here and there. There are exciting moments here and there. Absolutely. There's overnight success stories, sure, uh, but even most of those have a foundation of consistency at, at some base level, right? But if you think about your life and you think about the stuff that really matters, um, the stuff that you want to be known for, uh, the stuff that you want to characterize you and your life, your family, your community, and all that stuff, all of that it's hard to get very far into much of that without some measure of consistency, a daily sort of plodding along, right? There's so many examples. There's so many realms in which we could uh, extend this idea of the importance of consistency. You want to get better at anything. You want to get better at an instrument. You want to pick up uh, a new skill, a new hobby, a new anything. It's going to take some consistency at some base level. I, uh, 
I've signed up for a big scary race uh, in uh, this summer. It's longer and further than I've ever run before, and uh, so it's sort of animating the way I think about a lot of things uh, right now. And I, I'm trying to just build up my weekly mileage right now. I cannot run the distance that I'm going to try to run on June 8th. I can't do that right now. But with consistent plotting and building along. Uh, Theoretically, if I don't get hurt and I'm really careful about the whole thing, I, I should be able to get there. Uh, I like to put goals out there that are just a little bit beyond what I think I'm capable of, just to like pull me there. I like scary goals, um, and this is definitely one. But uh, along the the process, so I'm running about five times a, a week right now. If I miss one run, is that the end of the world? It's not. It's it's really not a big deal. Life comes up. Things things happen. Sometimes you just don't get a particular run. And one one week with a f- with fewer miles, not going to do a whole lot to me. But if that becomes the pattern and it becomes like a four run a week situation, it's not that that's necessarily bad. Uh, long term, but the level of fitness that will be achieved over time will be lesser than five runs a week. Like it, it's just what the consistent work that can be put in over time, it, it multiplies, it builds, it grows. This is true in absolutely every, every area of our lives. I think increasingly about what does it mean to be a good dad. Um, and more and more, like the further along I get in the journey, we're a little over six years into it. Um, it's just so clear that it's not it's not about me being the best at any one thing um, as much as I might want that. Um, it, it's about me giving my best every day. It's not about being the best at any one thing. It's about giving my best every single day. It doesn't matter how tired I am at the end of a, a, a work day. And like... I. You know that I say this as someone who has not uh, figured it out, uh, that I've, I've seen my life and I see just like so many areas where I, I still want and need to grow and come, up, come along further. Um, but I, I do see like some progress from like where I was like a year ago. I think it's just a matter of like that daily peace. Each and every day, what does it look like to show up to our lives? What does it look like to show up and be uh, fully present? This this applies to every realm of our life, and, and in particularly the, the in particular the, the spiritual realm, of course, because uh, which we're going to talk about. But it, it it applies to all realms. But on the spiritual realm, Dallas Willard, who I just mentioned earlier, says says this. Um, a successful performance at a moment of crisis rests largely and essentially upon the depths of a self wisely and rigorously prepared in the totality of its being, mind, and body. He's t- he was using, in that particular instance, a, a, the example of baseball, uh, apply, uh, applying the idea of practicing over and over and over again so that you're ready for the bottom of the ninth and two outs and the bases are loaded. You can't just be ready for that, but that is our spiritual life as well. We want, we want to be ready for the ups and the downs of life, and it is that consistent 
devotion to Christ. Not occasionally great, but consistently good, as some would like to say. That is what we are called to do. Now, it's interesting when uh, I, I want to be very... Uh, I'm going to be very clear about rooting each of these ideas, calling, consistency, courage, curiosity, about rooting these things in scripture. Uh, these are topical sermons. Topical sermons are not my sweet spot. It's not, it's not where I prefer to be. And the Lord has been like, here, here's what we're talking about. So it's like, okay, I guess we will, we will figure it out. I'm much, I'm much more comfortable just like taking a text and walking through it and seeing what is God, God saying through that text. But, but with these topical sermons, it's, it's more a, an awareness of the breadth of Scripture. Well, what does God say here and there in the Psalms and in the epistles of Paul? From Genesis to the Gospels, what do the prophets say? Like all, all of that, trying to take as much of that into consideration as possible. And when you do that, it, the, the funny thing is you don't find the word consistency a whole lot in Scripture. It's not a specific term that you find just a ton all throughout scripture. However, I, I think that scripture is, provides us a sort of lexicon of consistency. All of the meaningful stuff that we're called to and that we learn to be true about God, um, none of it is possible without consistency, right? Think about a word like faithful. Not much faithful stuff out there that lacks consistency, right? Faithful, uh, steadfast. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. There is no more consistent statement ever. This is, this is, who, this is who God is, right? Faithful, steadfast. We're called to persevere, which... Is, is sort of consistency plus courage. This week plus next. Long-suffering. I, I am encouraged by how often Scripture refers to the life of faith as a walk of faith, not a, not a run, not a big scary race. Just a walk. Hmm. It's too far to walk, but you don't have to run. A line from a Jars of Clay song, a dad talking to his son. It's too far to walk, but you don't have to run. Love that. This is, this is the picture that's painted all throughout. It's first and foremost rooted in, in the character of God. Consistency and the character of God. You can think of Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Consistency is like such a, such a trite word to use to, uh, to explain that glorious reality, Right? When we think about 2 Timothy, where Paul says, even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. We mentioned briefly last week how often the love of God towards us is the anchor part of Scripture. Not a whole lot of people in Scripture saying, I love you, God. We get it in a couple of instances, but the steadfast love of Scripture is is top down. It is God towards us. The surest, most secure foundation is the steadfast, the not giving up, the always coming after us love 
of God. In a turbulent world where we're tempted to latch on to this thing or that interest or that desire, or it's the consistent, the, we know who God is going to be towards us. God's full of surprises too. Don't, don't get me wrong. Lots of surprises. Lots of times that God enjoys exceptions to the rule. But those are all in God's terms, not ours. Right? God is consistent in his love towards us. And then that consistency rooted in the character of God is meant to inform ours. Consistency and the call to faith go hand in hand. Sometimes we, um, we overlook the fact that the stuff that is true about God, the way that scripture paints the picture of God, is then intended to inform the way that we pursue our lives. We, we could throw a word around, throw the word godly around, saying that, yeah, I want to become more godly, and not actually remember that that means that we are becoming godlike in some instance. And I know that that sounds weird to our modern Western minds, but what what the call is in scripture is, I mean, think about one of the, one of the, the big ones. You be holy for I am holy. That, it, that rings true from Leviticus to the letters of Peter. Like that is repeated in both Testaments. God is holy and then calls his people to be holy. The characteristics of God are the characteristics that he calls us to embody. That's why we look so closely at the life of Jesus, because he's not just a, a fun teacher who says wacky things sometimes and calls us to these wild uh, beliefs, but he's also just the kind of person that we're supposed to try to become. We'll get to that in a minute when we talk about disciplines. But consistency, if this like steady plodding along is one of the hallmarks of who God is at the base of so many of the things that God is, then it ought to then be true of us as well. So I want us to think this morning about a couple of instances, uh, a couple of arenas of our life in which we need consistency. I want to talk about com consistency for community's sake and then community as individuals. Consistency for community's sake. Let's look at a passage together. Hebrews 10. Before we, before we hear any more of my thoughts on this stuff, let's make sure that we are anchored in something real and good. Uh, Hebrews 10. Uh, the verse that comes to mind a lot uh, when it comes to consistency and community uh, is this... Uh, Hebrews 10, 25, not, not forsaking meeting together, not forsaking assembling together. It kind of depends on what translation you use, but um, that, that is the verse that gets used a lot. Um, and I want to look at that, but I want to look at it in the broader context. And I want you to hear the heart of the author of Hebrews as he's appealing to his people. Look at how consistency as a community is just one part of this bigger picture of who God is calling, last week, calling us to be. So let's start in verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters... Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, 
by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure waters. You want a good consistency verse? Here's 1023. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for we have the strength to do so. No, for he who promised is faithful. There is no part of your faithfulness that can just be muscled out. Just you're going to try a little bit harder today. No, your faithfulness is rooted in the fact that God's promises towards you are not going to end. They are going to be true tomorrow. They're going to be true on a Monday morning. Holy smokes, on a Monday morning. They're going to be true. Let us then hold unswervingly. I like that word. Work that into the vocab more. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful. And then we get to the community piece here. Let us consider. 23 and 24 go together here. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I love that. You are part of your neighbor's faithfulness. You and I have a great deal to do with how each other in this room are doing. Notice it does not say, let us consider how the pastor's sermon could stir us up towards love and good works. I'm trying to do that, for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to poke and, and prod and stir up and all of that stuff, sure. But it's not just me. Like it, It's going to fall flat if, if the sermon is the only place that you're expecting to get that. And then if you're not up in your neighbor's business, too, saying like, hey, what, what good are we doing this week? That's why we do small groups. This is why we have more consistent time together. Let us consider... Think about it. Of all the things you could be thinking about this week, think about this. Consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And here it, here's our verse 25. Not giving up meeting together. Not giving up meeting together. Uh, as some are in the habit of doing. Uh, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Author of Hebrews likes to put in a pretty heavy punchline every once in a while. All the more as you see the day of judgment approaching. So just think about that. <clears throat> Not giving up meeting together. It's tricky, right? Um, so before, long before the uh, pandemic hit, um, studies, Barna studies were already starting to, to show, that, yeah, this goes back to like early 2010s, uh, 20 teens. Um, 
studies were starting to show that like regular church attendance, regular church attendance uh, for most folks was once a month, about once a month. That was before COVID hit. And then COVID hit and it was just like, who knows? I mean, it was, it was a mess for, for everybody, wherever you fell on the spectrum and like it was, it was a mess. It was not, it was not particularly easy. And, and what a lot of us did is we fell out of the habit of uh, going to church. And then we found out in 2021 and 2022 and 2023 that it can be a pretty difficult habit to make back up. Or put it another way, it's an easy habit to not pick back up, right? But even when we do, like, our, our baseline is thinking, like, once or twice a month. And I, I just wonder if that sort of thinking, I don't think anybody tries to just go to church once a month. I'll say that. I don't, I don't think that's most people's approach. What I think has happened is at some point along the way, uh, individual pursuits have superseded uh, community responsibilities and community commitments. This is true of our country in general, true in particular of our Pacific Northwest context where like rugged individualism and I'm going to do it by myself and I don't need you. Like that is like, that is the bedrock of who we are in the Northwest. And I really love parts of that. I think parts of that are, are good for us, but it's not good when that makes up the entirety of our personality and approach to life. That's not good, especially as Christians. It, do, it doesn't jive with what we're called. It doesn't jive with what we are called to do. Consistency from week to week. I, my desire as pastor is for you to like never feel like guilt or shame or anything about like not being here on a Sunday. I don't ever want that. We've got this long stretch of, of winter coming up and like sometimes you just gotta like escape and get to a sunny and warm place and like as a pastor I'm like that's probably better for your soul than just like eking it out here for longer like I want you to go do the stuff that that is part of your uh, like soul makeup like that's that's good for you I want that that for you at the same time I want you when you are not here to feel like you're not here I want, I want it to feel like you are missing something in some sense, that, that you're like missing a friend, essentially, that, that there's a family gathering and that you're, that you're not there and that your soul is getting filled up in other places. Sure, that is good. I want that for you. Please don't ever hear like, I, I think less of you when you are not here on a Sunday. That is simply not true. I am going to miss Sundays this year because of stuff that I'm going to go do. I'm going to go be in the mountains and not be here some Sundays this year. Because that's part of, well, because the council told me to. But I'll also be here. <laughs> because that's, that's good for me. So please, so please hear that. But, but I, do, I, I do just want you to like want to, to be here in some sense. 
consistency, day over day, week over week. Consistency for the sake of the soul of your neighbor. That's what we're called to. I mean, even as we think about um, building stuff and like meeting space stuff, it's it's hard for us to plan sometimes because we go, here's all our people on a list. Here's all the people that we know are part of this community. We don't know from week to week which ones are going to be there. If everybody showed up, like, I mean, just look around right now. Like, we are full in here. It's wonderful. It's a little warm, but, you know, we're sweating. We're burning some calories. It's good. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We saved it. We saved it. But trying to figure out what, what's the right space for us right now, it can be a little bit difficult. And just because of that consistency piece. Like we are, we're called to a week by week. But not just a week by week. Let's move one, one step further, deeper. Consistency as individuals. Um, the reality is that we become what we do regularly. That is not a very fancy statement, um, but it is core to us understanding how our actions, how our habits uh, contribute to the kind of person that we are becoming over the long haul. Um, we, um, we find out what our hearts are really after when we look at the habits that we embody, the stuff that we do from hour to hour, day to day, week to week, the stuff that we do all the time, every day, like that stuff speaks to what our heart is after. We might say, I want to follow God, but then look at the habits of our life and say, well, I don't really know where that fit in on this day, but like it is a greater desire of my life. And the habits end up looking like, well, is it? Is it? It's a question we got to ask ourselves a little bit. I, I uh, put up a little illustration here, Nathan. We got, got this. This is uh, an illustration of the number of hours in our week. Seven days. One, two, three. Okay, there are seven days. I had to make sure we got that right. Seven days, 24 hours apiece. This little red one over here is right now. It's our time together. If we think that this can contribute to a full-lifed faithfulness, a, a gradual plodding along towards God. Like, can that bear up under? Can the can that bear up under the, the weight of life and the complexity of life? There, now we're gonna block out, let's say, six, seven, eight hours of sleep every night, and that's not the opposite of caring about our spirits. By the way, like prioritizing rest is key. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that another time. But let's just say, I'll give you a baseline of like six, seven hours. Okay, we block that out. And then you've got work. You've got the responsibilities of your life. And then the, the question is, how, how are your in-between decisions, how are 
how are those things going to contribute to, to you moving in the direction? If you say that following Christ is something that you want to do, and you want to do that here together, like where is it, where is it going to fit in? Where, where are you going to work it out? There is this category of historic um, practices that the church has um, taken part in um, called spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines um, that help us fill in those in-between spaces well. Uh, my friends, uh, I had a friend in college uh, who uh, who would just say like read and pray, read and pray, read and pray, and that I like that little simple mantra has like gotten in my head and has stuck with me. That there's a lot of different disciplines and a lot of different areas of life that we uh, could embody, but we can never get um, smarter than read and pray, read and pray. Some way of encountering what God is saying through his word and then some way of saying that back to God and talking to God about it and talking to God about your friends and about the people that you that you love and care about like some part of that conversation has to work its way into our lives in his in the opening page of Richard Foster's book called The Celebration of Discipline, his kind of seminal work on spiritual disciplines. Uh, Richard Foster says this, and boy, does this not ring, ring true today. The greatest need today is not for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people, but for deep people. He wrote that four decades ago. How much more true is that today? The need for depth of heart and soul. And brothers and sisters, it's, it's easier than ever for us to skim along the surface of life to feel a moment of boredom and, and end that moment of boredom by, by scrolling or to feel a, a, a piece of anxiety come up in our heart or a negative emotion and to numb that feeling instead of diving into it and becoming a deeper person. That, that, that's not saying it's going to be easier because it's actually going to be harder a lot of the times, but we can numb those moments by, by a screen so, so easily. This was an issue before screens, but it's just so much more of one now. Like the people of depth, people of depth is what we are called to be. And if what, what I worry about in that illustration of, of the hours of our weeks is that so much of the in-between time is just going to be filled with this endless scrolling. And like we can't, we can't think that that won't have an effect on our souls, right? We will find ourselves thinking and feeling and talking like the stuff that we are taking in more than the stuff, the unswerving hope that we profess. And let's be clear, it is easier than ever to encounter 
scripture. There are podcasts that will walk you through the Bible in a year program. Like you can listen to it on the go. So many apps will have the Bible out there for you to, to listen to. If like sitting down and reading just like feels like so overwhelming, like you can listen to it. We have, we have no excuse not to, we have it at our fingertips everywhere we look and yet we make our lives about everything else, Right? Consistency in one direction or another is going to ultimately speak to the kind of person that we are becoming. I, I want us to uh, reflect for a moment just as, as we close, just on this question. Uh, what is one area of my life that would benefit from consistency. And you can go any direction that you want with that. Maybe you made a, a New Year's resolution to um, get healthier, quote unquote. That's a lovely, like vague uh, resolution, right? And uh, you're coming to the end of January. You're like, oh, we're not, not really done anything about that in January. It was more of a February thing that I was going to get into. It's like, okay. <laughs> So you can go that direction with it, but I would say if, if there's any part of you right now that you feel like God is pricking your heart and saying, let's, let's be more consistent here, I would say lean into that thing. Have the courage. We'll talk about courage next week, but have the courage to lean into that thing. So what's an area that I need consistency? And then what is... What is the discipline, not the displace? No, not, there we go. That was good. What is the discipline? All the things Siri helps correct, and then we get that. Like, what the heck? <clears throat> what is the discipline that I will implement to move in that direction? Know that. As you think about that, and you think about the work that it might entail and the rearranging of, of life in a schedule or whatever that that might entail, that Hebrews 10 is still here and that he who promised is faithful. And that your ability to do this on one day or another has no impact on the fact that he who promised is faithful. His steadfast love is going to be the truest thing about you, whether this is a disciplined week or an undisciplined one. It is coming after you no matter what. But will you then take that love and hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess? Let's do that together.